Hey, family. So a few months ago, we had a prayer service here, and I felt prompted to share with you that I'm praying for 30 baptisms in 2020, that God would be so pleased to bring 30 people who are not Christians to be, to know Jesus and to follow him. And as I said that with much like gusto and, you know, whatever it is, excitement, I had this haunting thought that came to my mind is, could we even handle 30? And I've been thinking about that ever since I said that comment. I I like saying numbers up front, and some of you hate when I do that because it puts a pressure, like we have to make it happen. And let's just be clear, we can't make anything happen if not by the grace of God and the Spirit moving through us. And yet, as I've been thinking about 30 baptisms, I'm talking about 30 people who have no background in Christ that may come with all kinds of baggage like all we did when we first came to Christ. And perhaps you came with less because you came from a great Christian home, which would be the hope and ideal which is what I pray for my kids. But perhaps you came from a background with nothing and you're starting from zero or maybe not even zero. You felt like you started in negative 10. How do you get someone there to a place of flourishment and health? And as we've been trying to disciple a number of people in our church that we have baptized who have come in similar backgrounds, I think all of us can recognize that in many ways we have failed them. We have struggled. We have struggled having the bandwidth having the competencies, having the wisdom and the, the care to be there for those people. And we, did, we have not done well as well as we should have or could have with those that God has already entrusted us. And so it's a lot of fun making babies, and we all know that. But we all probably have seen families who love making babies, and yet they barely can feed themselves. They barely can take care of their own families. And we're like, what are you doing? Like, you can't even take it. Why are you doing that? There, there's lots of things you can do to, to help this. And yet, I feel like if we were to have 30 new believers join our church in the next month, we would be buried. Would we not? We could not handle it. We would not be able to care for them well. We would not be able to nurture them the way they need to be nurtured, um, give them the attention they need for them to work to flourish and to become mature Christians. It's very Instagrammable to say, we got X amount of baptisms, hooray. And then they come in with lots of fanfare. And then as they come in with their mess and their junk and our own mess that we're dealing with, they get lost through the cracks. And that's not what good families do. Families don't just get excited about the adoption and then forget about the kid once they're in the home. Families care for them all the way home. And so I want to ask a simple question is are you ready as a member of APC to do that, to be part of it? Let me simplify discipleship. There's a slide on the screen. This is just 3M discipleship, and that's make, mature, and multiply. Are you ready to make disciples, which simply putting, are you able to proclaim the gospel, share the gospel with these people, with new believers, with unbelievers, with people at work that you work, play, and live with? Are you able to help mature them once they become trusting followers of Jesus, helping them to follow Jesus in everyday life, uh, learning how to uh, love him, learn about him, and become like him in every area? And thirdly, are you able to help others do the same? Multiply yourself. Are you ready to do this today? And if you're not, are you getting ready to do this? See, it's okay if you're there, Father knows. God knows you're there, and that's okay. 
If you're a new believer, you should not be expected to be able to do this overnight. Just like I do not expect baby Hope, who's eight months, to be able to do the same things Elijah can do. Because she's eight months old. And yet, the reality, some of us here, and I've picked this up over the years being part of a number of churches, have, have put yourself in the, the box of, I'm just not one of those Christians. I'm not one of those disciple-making missionary Christians. I'm not cut from that kind of cloth. There's other people who are for that. And I would just say that there's only two types of Christians. Those who are obeying God's commission to making disciples or those who are disobeying that commission. Or maybe if I said a third category, those who are not yet doing it, but they're committed to doing it one day. And so my hope with this family talk is by the Spirit is to challenge you as one of your pastors is that if you are not in the place to make mature and multiply disciples, is that you are completely committed and having that mind sh- mindset shift that you will get there one day. Now, we'll be patient with you because we all have areas of growth, yours truly especially. And yet we want to meet you where you're at. But if you are in a place where you're like, that's just not going to be me ever because of my past or because of my inadequacies and my competencies or whatever, that I would just say that is absolute disobedience. And I want to just mildly, lovingly come as one of your shepherds and say, that's not okay. God has called you. He's already called you. And as Jesus has been sent, John 20 says, you have been sent to. And so we want to hold your hand and walk you to that process. And what it's going to require is for you to reorient your entire life, your time, your money, your affections, your attention, and what it looks like to following Jesus and helping others do the same. It's going to be a complete reorientation of your life. You can't just kind of tag it on. It's not a dabble, do you? It's your entire life has to be reoriented around this mission of, of being with Jesus, becoming like Jesus, and helping others do the same. It's, it's just, we, we, this is so, so important. And, and I, I can go on for like an hour, but that would violate every family talk rule. And I want to hear from Mike and Jess. But I, I, just, I just urge you as a family is that I want us to be ready for the revival. I want us to be ready for the harvest. If God adds 30 new believers to our church this next year, I want us to say, hey, I, I can give you almost anybody in my church, and they're ready to walk alongside as a point person. I want us to be there, and I believe God, by God's grace, we can be there. And so I want every one of our members to be ready for the divine appointment that may come across tomorrow, that God may put that person in your lap, that person you've been praying for for years, and they come to Christ tomorrow, that you'd be ready for them or for the next church plant, or for the, for, to join the Burkles in the Himalayas. Could you use more teammates? Hey, come on. All right, there you go. For you to be ready for that, or you to be ready for the influx of new believers. And so, I mean, first and foremost, 2020, I really feel like God's putting in my heart, is a year of abiding. If you do not know how to abide and be with Jesus, you will burn out. Your intimacy cannot be outpaced by your ministry. And so first and foremost, being with Jesus. And so if you don't know how to be with Jesus, we're doing everything and shaping our whole structure and helping you know Christ and enjoy him and be with him and be filled with his peace and his joy. And, and so I just challenge you, church, um, if you're not there, I just confess with your DNA, say, hey, I'm not there. And perhaps you can just say, I don't even care that I'm not there. Maybe you're in a state of apathy or maybe you believed in the lie from the evil one that you're just not one of those. And I would just say, you have the same spirit that raised Christ Jesus from the dead. 
And if he is in you, then you can do it by his grace. And we want to meet you there to help you get there. Okay? So we have this pipeline thing coming up as a way to help with competencies. We have DNAs. We have MCs. We have Sunday gatherings. All of them are strategic for you. Every day, the pastors are trying to teach you how to read your Bible through the Boxer Group. We'll do whatever we can to help you get there. Um, but but the, the reality is we all have to be willing to get there. Let me pray, and Daniel's going to come up and continue to lead us. Maybe you just need to confess to the Lord quietly and say, Father, I... I have counted myself out. I'm not ready, nor do I even have any plans to be ready. And so, God, if, if, if there are members in our church, and I know there's some that are in that place, or maybe they're so tired, so burned out, so hurt, Lord, I pray that you meet them in their hurt. Meet them in their jaded sense of, of betrayal by the church or by people letting them down. Would you meet them there? And help us become that family you've called us to be, to to truly love the orphans when they come in and bring them to maturity. Not to just be excited because they're now part of our family, but see them through the way. Please help us be that kind of church, Lord. And now meet us as we continue to worship you. Meet us, Lord, and stir our affections for your son. Give us eyes to see beyond our circumstances. Uh, Give us a a vision of the glory of God and meet every single one of us in that. And would you be so pleased and blessed in Jesus name we pray. Amen.